All right, Anthony. Tell me about the Apple Bunny story. In a small town, two hours south of Chicago land, there was an Apple Bunny. I first encountered the Apple Bunny walking around the block in Urbana Township. I saw the Apple Bunny beneath a green tree, and he was eating an apple very quickly. <laughs> and I noticed that his coat of fur was the brightest I had ever seen. I don't need an authorization. I'm just going to waste it on myself, probably in one more. So his Apple Bunny, his Apple Bunny was so bright in the sun, and you could hear him crunching the apple as he enthusiastically consumed the golden delicious apple. The next day, I was rehearsing music in my living room, and I had the screen door open, and I looked outside, and there was an apple bunny there. He wasn't eating an apple, but I could tell it was an apple bunny because of his extraordinarily shiny coat of fur. And he picked his ears up, and he was listening so carefully as I played music. And then another apple bunny appeared, also with an equally impressive coat. <laughs> and the two apple bunnies were both lifting their ears up, clapping their heads to one side, and really paying attention to the music that was coming out of the back screen porch door. Soon there were seven apple buddies assembled, singing in chorus and harmony. And they were so happy to be singing in the grass. And then it started to rain, and a tornado came, as they often do. An apple buddy scurried beneath the bushes. And the what did Anthony do? Anthony closed the back screen door and got into the crawl space under the house with a box of Cheerios, two flashlights, Jordana, and little baby Ada. Oh. And we hungered down while the storm went past. I imagined the apple buddies flying in the air across the plains but I think that they knew better because of their experience that they were able to anchor themselves to the bark of the apple tree. <laughs> and they were safe. So once I had heard on the radio that the storm had passed, we went outside and we saw the apple bunnies bobbing for apples in the newly filled bucket bucket was filled with new rainwater and the apples were floating in the bucket and they were bobbing their heads to get the best apples so that they could be the shiniest bunny but no matter how many apples the bunnies ate they were always equally shiny and equally impressive with their coats <laughs> just in time for winter <laughs> when apples were no longer available it's okay because the apple bunnies had consumed so many apples in their spring and summer days that they didn't require any additional 
vitamin D to keep their coats so shiny. And the fox, the snow fox, came to visit them. And the snow fox protected them because they were such beautiful coats. And the snow fox was very wise. He told them that they must continue to sing if they want to survive winter because the townspeople would like to hear them go caroling. And they would sing the caroling. They would go a-wassling through the village and in the parks and in the prairie fields. A-wassling we go, a-wassling we go. Apple bunny, apple bunny, wassling we go. <laughs> the fox, though, was pretty sly, so he became their manager. And soon they were playing the opera house in Chicago. <laughs> From that point forward, the... <laughs> the gold bar bunny invested in their project because <laughs> he came in a boxcar across country to get to Chicago for hearing the rumor of the apple bunnies and their mischievous fox and he wanted a part of that action and he had the gold to invest and the otter set up the deal <laughs> and then um, what happened to Anthony? And Jordana and Aiden. Well. After the tornado. We went out for pizza. And then we went to play football in, in the park. That was about an hour away. We drove an hour to this remote park that had um, uh, an old estate and a big greenhouse on the property. And we traveled through the mysterious paths and found a creek and a stream and there were many squirrels but no apple bunnies but that's okay because there were statues of horses in the park grand equestrian statues made of shiny black obsidian that glimmered in the light and it was slippery in the rain but Aiden was not impressed with <laughs> the obsidian horses he wanted to play with the ball in the field and we did and that was a good day ah that was a very good day and the apple bunny the fox the gold bar otter and the obsidian horse all lived happily ever after. No. The end. Footnote, Piggy and Gerald just made up that story. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that was beautiful. Uh, thank you. That was uh, beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah. I love that. We'll have to um, illustrate it. Yes. Using your 8-bit tablet. Yeah, I
I think we're the next Pixar. <laughs> Cinnamon and Nutmeg Productions. <laughs> Seriously, man. That gold bar is gonna be really well. Spent. This will be where we write all our stories. We just go to the emergency room, just oh. kicks. Yeah, just to get more stories. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Are you feeling better with Abaddon? Abaddon. Abaddon. Yeah. Abaddon is the one thing that works for in terms of my anxiety. I mean, it's not perfect, it doesn't solve my pain, but it allows me to deal with the pain. Yeah. You know, because it just calms me down. I don't have to worry. Normally, I'm going from subject to subject, trying to remember, trying to place myself in a situation, trying to negotiate like the, the bunny with the world bar, and always being fearful of the fog, and, and also looking after that. Apple bunnies and making sure that cinnamon and nutmeg don't get lost in the flood. You know, these are very big responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, and Piggy and Gerald are not necessarily there to oversee the whole operation. Yeah. Unfortunately, Aiden and myself, we are the readers and we'll take care of all of it. The end. Uh, uh, Pretty good, right? That was beautiful. Uh.